yellow guy around here with a piss yellow deuce coupe. Supposed to be hot stuff. What do you mean, John Miller? Ain't nobody can beat him, man. He's got the fastest. I ain't nobody, dork. Right? Right. Simo and Redman are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Dry as, mate. Mm. Dry as an Arab sandal. Oh, fucking drier. The sandal's not even on. I'm, I'm like as dry as that shit between his toes. <laughs> hey, Redman, how you going, mate? Welcome to you and everybody else for episode 46 of the Thong Slappers podcast. We've got something a bit special happening this episode, mate. Would you like to explain to everyone out there what is the go? Right, so mate, we do a, a lot of stuff as a Thong Slappers. I'll just give you a bit of a recap of that. We do Bible Studies podcast, which we talk about and review the current Street Machine magazine. We do Domestic Bliss, which is another little segment where we talk about mainly cars you've got in the build and cars that I'm not building. We do Moot, Rock- <laughs> we do moot Rockets, which is Legend of the Lunchtime. So we have a chat, a half-hour chat with one of our moots out there and talk about their cars. Uh, the thing about that is it doesn't have to be the car that you're building or a finished car. It can be a dream car, a car you used to have, a project you're building. It could be a top fueler or BMX. We don't care. Just we're, we're kicking that off. We've got quite a list of uh, people ready to come on, so we're, we're slowly getting through. We're doing something with uh, H. Uh, I beg your pardon. We're doing something with Car 35, Brett Abraham's New South Wales Variety Bash car. We're doing a chain letter with the HQ for You December 1985 Street Machine magazine. So for a couple of bucks donation, you can get that for a couple of weeks, sign it and pass it on to the next moot. We do a To The 60 short story podcast where Simon and I just uh, normally tell a story, a short story. Uh, we do a year review. So every now and then we get on there, we might review 1987, politics, cars, football, anything. We do Facebook, Instagram and email. But now what we've decided to do is apply our, our, our formula, I guess, to Unique Cars magazine. So I've asked Simon if you'd like to come aboard and we'll review Unique Cars. That's, of course, the classified magazine. We have no attachment to it. It's just oh, I thought I'd like to review it. I'd like to do a couple of other magazines as we get further on too. I think R.M. Williams Outback magazine, that'd be good. We could just apply nearly everything from the normal Thong Slappers Bible study to have enough cars, trucks, everything on there for us to use our normal formula. But... My short question, turning a short story long, would you like to join me to review the April 2020 issue 439 of UC Car Magazine? I sure as hell can. Can I just say quickly before that, when you just list out everything we do, it's no wonder I'm so fucking tired all the time. I thought it was because I produce like thousands and thousands of sperm every day like every other male. <laughs> but it's actually because we're just busy motherfuckers. There's, there's a lot on. <laughs> There is a lot on. I didn't realise how much we do. I felt like so posting almost a bit of an apology on Instagram the other day saying, look, if you message us in the triangle, it's not us being rude or ignorant, not getting back to you. We will get around to them. It's just uh, very busy and we're, you know, welcome aboard everyone anyway. I very much look forward to reviewing Unique Cars magazine with you. And, and oh, the best part about doing this review was the pick I got to make for you. So... <laughs> Uh, you're busier than a one-legged ass kicker. I'm busier than a one-armed porn fan. <laughs> What'd you do if you had no arms? Be really nice to women. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Off you go. Right. Uh, the thing about UC Car Magazine is one of the ones I've always liked. It's a really fun magazine because it's got so many cars in it. Instead of having you know like thirty or forty cars, it's got a thousand or two thousand cars in it. 
takes a long time to read. You can, you know, flip through sections and it's a good one to take to lunch with you. And I really enjoy it. Being a classified magazine, it's not as such a normal car magazine, but I've always liked it and I've always, uh, I've always got into it. It's a great magazine. So what do you think about the cover shop? Have a look at that car. Hey, just before I tell you a bit about the cover, back in the 80s, I'm sure I wasn't the only person who ever did this. I used to cut out all the pictures from unique cars and make posters. Like I'd have a poster of Chargers or a poster of panel vans. And you just, I guess, as a teenager, pouring over the magazine, dreaming of cars to buy and cars to own. So that was a cool thing. And you compare the prices back then to now and you think, oh, my God, haven't times changed? But to actually answer your question about the cover, the big thing with this cover, you look straight smack bang into that HQ GDS four-door Monaro, and you just know that's where the money is. Like the purest factor is strong with, I guess, anything these days, not just cars. You know, interest for people these days being that sort of factory restored muscle car is front and centre. But I do like the fact that they, you know, use a bit of variety around that as well. You've got the uh, Falcon up the top left. You've got the Datsun 240Z in there as well plus a bit of an american iron with the galaxy you've got the mgb roadster for the tweed cap and tweed jacket with those funny patches on the uh, elbows set and you've got the Celica for the 1980s frizzy hairdressers so you know they had that central focus being the i guess where the money is let's be honest and then you've got the other little sidebars for other people who might be interested in buying and selling too so yeah i think it's a nice mix yeah, definitely right. I think it's just even when you see that, there's the money shot there. It says four door three fifty on that uh, GDS on the cover. So that's right there. That's the money shot. Yep, yep, definitely. The Falcon up the top. I'm going to call that broken legs. You know why? No. Because it's running over you and I. Have a look. Oh. Boom, boom. <laughs> Terrible. It's that bad. It's funny. But can I just say, it's really fucking clever because I would never have thought that. Oh. I was waiting for a Gemini reference, but that's okay. <laughs> you and I and Gemini. The front cover is very busy because it is a, a classified magazine, so I'm not going to cane them too hard on that. It's it's not a traditional car magazine. Have mm. a look on the side. Not much is written on the spine, you know, the side spine. Oh, yeah. Street yeah. Machine always lists theirs down the side. And ADB done a clever thing a couple of years ago. So over the 12 magazines of the month, ADB put a snippet a photo divided into 12 bits. So when you actually line the magazines up on the shelf for people to – do that you've got a photo of a bike it was cool oh yes i thought that was clever That's, that is a really clever idea yeah. actually yeah. hey um did you see in the triangle we got the message from some random i think i actually may even screenshot and send it to you or vice versa of the guy complaining about buying street machine magazine in a pack you know when you go to woolies yeah, and you yeah. get the street machine magazine comes in a like a cellophane pack with a bonus magazine having a big piss moan that the fact that the magazine that came with Street Machine was a wheels magazine and not a second Street Machine. And for some reason, he thinks that we're responsible for that. But I, I don't know about you, man, but if I ever buy magazines in a pack, I fucking look at the spines down the side through the plastic to see what you get. Was you, that... You, you, beat me to the, you beat me to the punch. I'm like, did you read the pack at what it said you're getting? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So anyway, look, just to make it 100% clear, we're not fucking responsible for what magazines go on sale at Woolies, right? So uh, yeah, anyway, that was just a bit of a I, uh, special interaction we had with someone. I, I wanted his address and I was going to say, I oh, let us make it up to you and you know what he's getting in the mail, don't you? A fucking year subscription to Wheels magazine? A fart in a bag. 
Oh, of course. How could I miss that, mate? You know what? I would have hung a shit in a bag for this one. It was just ridiculous. Maybe sending so, that anyway. photo of my cock wearing a rubber glove for coronavirus. Oh, my God. Don't ever send that to anyone ever again. Because you've got to remember, when you send photos like that through our triangle to people, that triangle is both you and me, and I can just open these messages and go, oh, my God. Like, I actually see it. Did you, did you wonder you who I was, share the same Instagram again? Did you wonder who it was from? Motherfucker. <laughs> hey, um, the rear cover. <laughs> the ginger pubes gave it away. <laughs> Fan of <right>? pants. <laughs> I, even when I look at them after 30 odd years of seeing them, they still make me fucking giggle. <laughs> oh, scary. It's unnatural. Scary. The devil's left hand. Hey, have a look at the rear cover. Please. Oh, yeah. I like the layout of this ad. See at the top, it's got any color, any transmission, any body style. Up the mm. top, and then it's got 750 horse. Yeah, yeah, it's got the car. That's a powerful ad. That's good. I mean, for the for somebody who can afford it anyway, it's like, yep, someone who can afford it can go right. I want this color, this transmission, and this body style. Not, oh, you know, what, what do you got in super seeds? Or oh, it's a powerful ad. It's good. The red, the, the red car helps. Is any, it's missing any crowd, any color, and any transmission, any body style, any crowd. What's that mean? It's a Mustang. Remember, you know, that whole Mustang hitting crowds? You oh, yeah. It seems to be associated with them. Yeah, right. Eh? That was just a, that was my attempt at a Redmond joke, I think. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm bump bow just like you. That's how it covers pretty much. Applying our formula, let's use mm. one of the subjects as high school sweetheart. When you said you were 16, 17, buying this magazine, 13, 14, what car would have you chosen for yourself if, if you go back and say, right, so I'm, a, I'm in Magic Genie, you can have this car, what would have you chosen? Please. Okay, if you go to page 137, please, bottom left of the page, Pontiac Fiber W87 Trans Am, 1977. That would be my high school sweetheart because even in the sort of by that stage in high school, Smoking the Bandit and movies like that were maybe six, seven, eight years old, but they were still front and centre of what piqued my interest in cars and especially loving panel bands of Trans Am fronts. Uh, I'd go with that Firebird, I reckon. I think that's tough. I definitely uh, chose that somewhere else too. So we're speaking about valiance with Trans Am front ends and the Triangle. Who was the guy that messaged us the other day having a whinge about a modified car? And I felt like saying, do you know what actual page you're on? Did you read that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. It's as if people, I don't know, do they just like start following Instagram or start listening to the podcast and they get upset by the fact that we don't restore. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm. You can hear that I'm speechless. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's like we're living in the Superman Bizarro world. It's, it's, you know, it's, you know, it could have been a good comment taken on one of the, somebody else's page where they, they're not into it. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck, you know, <laughs> Trans Am front end, Valiant, Mister Juicy, like in old days. Now, uh, another new project oh. we're talking. <laughs> yeah. I- I don't know. I don't understand it. So, like I said, I've just it's like reverse psychology or something on us. Oh, it's not working, though. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> How about you, mate? What did you choose for your high school sweetheart? I've got a few, so I'd love to bear with me. Page 27, please. Oh, did you pick more than one? Yeah. You slut. How many high school sweethearts did you have on the go at once? <laughs> wasn't fucking many. I had red hair. <laughs> <laughs> Back before oh. Ed Sheeran was a sex machine. Page 27. Yeah. Have a look at that coupe. Oh, that Galant. That's yeah, the a Galant winter, isn't it? With the Simmons. I'm a four-cylinder guy originally because when you you know, you get your L's and P's in your apprenticeship, it's not because there's any laws. Just you couldn't afford anything else. I couldn't anyway. I couldn't afford to have a, 
a car that wasn't my daily driver. Mm. Um, I really like that Galant. That's an awesome-looking little chrome bumper car. It is, too. It is. It's funny. Last episode, we were talking about cars doing cars that are a little different to the norm, and there's an amazing green Galant coupe that gets around with the LS, a turbo LS in it. Oh, yeah, I've seen uh, that. Oh, I yeah. fucking love that thing. Yeah, no, they're a great shape. Aren't they just such an awesome body style, the coupes? Yeah, it's a good love story it. is written in there, too. I, I like Galant. So I got the opportunity about five years ago to choose a car for a magazine to write up, and it was a, a specific magazine that just deals with one breed. And so I had, mm. <laughs> had to choose a 70s chrome bumper muscle car, is what they told me. So I'd done a Galant. Done a, one of the young guys here in town's got a really mint little Galant. Four-door orange, a proper old orange. I so I'd done that, and that was uh, pretty hilarious for all in. The editor uh, got hold of me and said, I'm not sure whether this is a joke or do you really want to run it? I said, you said my first one was my choice. I choose the Galant. <laughs> <laughs> I stick yep. by my decision. Nice. Page 81, please. See the LJ uh, Suzuki? LJ50 oh, cool. or LJ80 two-stroke. Yeah, Def- I haven't seen one of them forever. I yeah. definitely wanted one in high school. There's one around my town, had the soft top, had the two-stroke. You know, they were the two-stroke, some of them. Yeah, they sounded crazy, didn't they? They yeah. had the little, you know, the little bonnet hold-down things. They had yeah. on the, we used to pretend yeah. that was the rip star. <laughs> <laughs> really liked them when I was a, uh, a high school kid. Page 99. Okay. I, I remember seeing one of those with a rotary in it many years ago. Can you see what's on page 99? Oh, yeah, the white Datsun SX 200B. Yeah, isn't it How awesome? How cool is that? Yeah, my neighbour, when I was probably late teens, he had one of those with an L88 Corvette bonnet scoop on it. It was oh, white wow. with those same wheels, same stripes and everything with the Corvette bonnet scoop. I wish I'd always taken a photo. I like yeah. them, little centrepiece aerial, the colour-coded bumpers, and it's, it's mm. a Datsun. So uh, give a big g'day to our captain of Datsun, Dado Mouse. But I've always liked Datsuns. Everything's good. Like There are... Uh, the stands of the 180B, the 1600, the 1200, even the TRX when they're becoming a Nissan Bluebird. Yes. I like yep. them. It's, uh, they, yeah. had a, they had a weird thing. Some of these, was it the 200Bs or the stands? The first gear was down where second gear normally is. So it was like a conventional four-speed, but it was a five-speed. But your first gear in reverse was over in the far gate. Does that yeah. explain that? I remember that. Stands at Triple S. I remember yeah. driving one like that. And I, I can't look at this photo and not help but wonder, are the tail lights faded? It's a brand new car. Like it looks like a shop for when the car was brand new. So I'd say they were still, you know, full color red. Remember the whistle they had? No. The two hundred B had a whistle. When they drive past, there must have been something in the front uh, grill or something in the. Yeah, there was two of them in my town. I could tell the sound of the car from the whistle they made. Anybody oh, wow. heard that whistle get get hold of us? But yeah, I don't know whether it was just because I heard them at sixty k's around town, or there's some harmonics in the aerodynamics. I don't know. Is that kind of the same thing? You know, VH Commodores, the six cylinders with blue motors and also Volvos, the clutch fans they have on those things, they give them the craziest noise. You can always tell when a Volvo is coming up the road towards you, like an old school Volvo yeah. or a VH Commodore six cylinder. They it's always have that same, you know, uh, clutch fan noise. Yeah. It's exactly yeah, what I mean. It's got a uh, signature sound. Yeah, that's right. Like, same with Mitsubishi Magnus, like TMs and TNs from the 80s. They sounded like they had, um, like, a, a frozen peas flipping around inside the muffler or something like that. It was probably just the chains, actually, of the engines, but they always had that same sort of noise, too. So, yeah. Sorry, what was the next page you said? For my oh, last high school sweetheart is 144. Uh, I beg your pardon, 141. Top right-hand side corner. Have a look at that little green Escort. Ooh, Yeah. That I would, That's pretty cool. I loved Escorts in school, but it's green like my mates. My mates got one of them the same colour. <laughs> really? 
Well, I know. Well, I, reckon I know just... where that's going. I just I can't <laughs> say it. I can't ask you the question because I don't want you to answer it. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. One of the other things I like to do with this magazine, one thing that makes it really fun for me is the lotto win by. Simon, you've just won the lotto. Go march into this magazine, stroll into the newsagents, get yourself a brand new poly waffle, a brand new milky bar and this magazine. Go and sit out the front and buy yourself an expensive car. Do it. Do it now. All right. In that case, I'm going to go to page 39, please. I think we've got the highest rating amount of please and thank yous on any Australian podcast. <laughs> That's because we're fucking nice people. That's I, it's because our parents say please and thank you. It's free. Manners are free. Look, you could go page 39, but if you actually go back to page 28 also, it's the same car by the looks of it. So 28's probably got a bit more eye candy for you to, for me to explain this. But I chose that orange Porsche 911 Man. Turbo, the 1970 model. It's hot, isn't it? Oh, I just – I love these old Porsches. Like, I love that era, sort of 68 to 70 is kind of where I'd be at as far as having a Porsche. Yeah, so that's kind of what I chose for my lotto win. I just – you know, I love the styling of them. They're a quick car still, but they just have so much status, ooze, so much charisma – this would be me. I could have this car as my only car for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's a I nice it's, car. It is. It is. And they drive nice and they look tough and they sound cool and chicks dig them and everything. Yeah. I love them. Dental hygienists. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'd, as as such, the big fan. Not as quite as big as the one in the engine bay, but actually probably <laughs> bigger. But just have a look at the carby setups and stuff. And I'm like, Looks good. Yeah. I dig it. How about you, mate? What there's, was your choice for a lot of win? There's still some good fertile green around Porsches for streetcar guys that haven't got a lot of money. I mean, a 928 V8, which is not a traditional Porsche, but beg your pardon, Porsche, 20 grand gets you a decent one of them. Or, or for 10 grand, you can get the 944, the front the front engine, full cylinder. Like Porsche traditionalists won't look at them. The same as a, a GT traditionalist won't buy an XR8. But there is still a bit of streetcar room to manoeuvre with Porsche, I reckon. Something different. Oh, yeah. Club yeah, car. and it is something different too. And it's... Just something I think a tough Porsche could be a tough car, just like any other street machine. Exactly. Page five, please, mate. Oh, page five, the yellow SLR clone replica. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice I love this car. I reckon it'd still be awesome to, to pants it on a good mountains road. Just as it is, I mean, the only thing I'd put on it and people will crucify me is a set of white hella driving lights and tint the windows, and I'm done. <laughs> no, that'd look tough as. Yeah, that looks cool. It is a great car, a great colour. And, uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with something like that, can you, yeah. really? Now, hopefully my numbering is uh, is not mucked up here too. Page 61, thanks. Yes, seven. I'm here. Ah, beg your pardon, the CO7 Corvette, that red thing. Which one's that one, the top one? Yep, the top one in the ad, the main oh, one. Oh, yeah. How yep. sexy them red late model Stingrays. That is such a good-looking car. They are a good-looking car, especially for what else gets made these days. And the fact with Corvettes, it's almost like Porsches. They kind of still, like, you look at the red 68 underneath it, like, 68's my favourite year for Porsche. Uh, sorry for Corvettes, by the way, as well. Like, you can still see that same lineage through from the earlier stuff right to the new stuff. It's nice when they hold that all through the range. I yeah, dig it. Yeah, it's, it's a good mm. car. Page 140 is my last uh, lotto win. See the green XW on the right-hand side, two from the bottom? Yes. How nice a car. That green paint, black trim. The gold Subaru stripe on the reef green, mm. that would look awesome. And I really like the XY Subaru stripe maybe more than the XY just because it's got a bit more to it. Yeah, it's a cool car, hey. 
It looks like it'd sound tough as well. Yeah, I definitely could live with having that in my shed. That's no problem. My last one is just a bit of a weird one, but go to page 126 and 127, please. I just love that XW, the ad says, spare wheel and tire has never even been used. But fuck it, a copper workout if you bought it. It would have. My thing would be try and put 300,000 Ks on it in five years. <laughs> sorry, 126, did you say? Yep, that's a double spread, 126, 127. Yes, sorry, mate. Yep. Yeah, have a look were. on the right-hand side, bottom left, the orange um, chronics engine. Oh, yeah, yep. Oh, 2.4 million. Have no a worries. look at the fucking price. I didn't even know. I didn't count the numbers and go, is that actually $2.4 million? That is unreal, isn't it? That's hugely unreal. I thought it was that's his phone true. number. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I, I kind of dig that Lancia Fulvia above it as well. Yeah. I don't I'm, know why. It kind of looks cool too. I feel like ringing up the salesman because all their mobile numbers there ringing up and going, yeah, mate, I'm just looking at the bottom left. Is that each? <laughs> is, is that like each? Also really like the uh, Shelby Super Snake up the top right-hand side. It's a bit out of place, but still tough. And I could rock into it. It's super tough. I love the fact it's got offset, bigger offset on the back wheels. How yeah. mean does that look? That'd be a fairly expensive kind of uh, showroom, but you could rock up in a Bruce Springsteen shirt and some black jeans and black boots and buy that Shelby, whereas you might have to wear some Gucci to buy something of the uh, other variety. <laughs> yes. I tell you what, though, if you've got the money, you can. they won't care. You can wear whatever you want. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> hey, do you want to help me and do the Snot Olympics? <laughs> yes. This is where I pick for you and you pick for me. And, of course, I'm not talking about nose. I'm talking about you choose me a car and I'll choose you one, buddy. Perfect. Nothing better than picking a winner. <laughs> what is it? Rodney Roo says, I, I flicked on the television. I flicked on the light. No matter how I flicked, that boogie wouldn't come off. You know, this was really easy for you. Originally, I just had to tell you what was the, the close runner up if you go to page 13. On page 13 now, yep. Hang on. I've got to get that myself. Ah, oh, shit. When do you reckon I picked for you? The Benetton Golf. I sure did. <laughs> United Colours of Redmond. Yeah. Yeah, Benetton Golf. Look, that was my first, but then I found the one I was really going to choose for you. And I think you'll definitely be much happier with this other selection, okay? Yep. If you can go to page 146, thank you. Left side, second from the bottom. <laughs> Corvette. Chevrolet Corvette Targa L82. The 1979 Chevrolet Corvette painted in stars and stripes. As soon as I saw that car, it is just you all over. I did pick it as well for me, so it's a uh, it's an evil Knievel mobile to me. That's what that says right there. I, would, oh, I couldn't be mate. trusted in that. I, I would get in and put handcuffs on myself and just ring the cops on myself and go, "Hey, you better come and get me. I'm going to be wanting everybody <laughs> to see this." And look seriously, at thirty two and a half grand, that is a lot of money, but it's a frigging looks like to be a pretty good buy for that kind of money. And well, I love it's got the American flag hanging off the rear quarter, and yeah, I just as soon as I saw that, it's just got you. That's what you should be buying, I think. When you say it's a lot of money, the thing I've made a comment on before is thirty-two grand is a lot of money, forty grand, fifty grand. But when you go to a car park, every single one of the cars sitting in there was a sixty grand a couple of years ago. All these diesel Hiluxes, all the uh, any sort of four-wheel drive was sixty grand. Any sort yeah. of normal cars, 25, 30 grand, you're going to get yourself an I-30 and then you want the mats and you want this, that and the other and all of a sudden you're chucking 30 grand at anyway. So as car guys, we, we look within our own group. Yeah. But looking yeah. from the outside, next time you're at a car park, look around and go, could I actually drive something that's not a twin cab Hilux and keep it running and, and keep it up to date? I think you could. I think so too. Yeah, look, that's that's yeah, good buying, I think, for that kind of money. So I'm kind of nearly scared to ask what car you've chosen for me. For the Snot Olympics. 
Oh, that's all right, eh? I found it. Sorry, I picked it. Yep. Page eight, please, mate. Page eight? Yep. Top left-hand side. See that blue Falcon Futura? Yeah. Just see the two-door? Just it's a bit different, but it's also of the classic shape. Don't hang me for that. It's just a car that I could really see you just looking after and driving. I don't know. I know that you like to modify cars and all that, but that's just for a car for a daily drive. What is your daily drive? Uh, Mr. Juice. I knew that. The orange panel van. Just one pillow. Not even for a club car or just your daily drive. We can see you're looking after and driving that. It just kind of suits you, especially when you put in context of the page. We've got Hummers and we've got all sorts of other rubbish. But page 18. Page 18. I do like those two-door Falcons. I think they look very cool. It's a nice choice. Thank you. The chrome bumper, but it's just a a nice old car that you could probably do a right. What do I say? I've turned to page 18. I'm laughing already. (laughs) You know which one it is, don't you? <laughs> and you could drive that as well. That's your other side. That's the Mr. Hyde coming out. Or Dr. Jekyll coming out. Isn't it? The Batmobile, yes. of course, is the uh, 1966 replica Batmobile. Oh, I so love that car. Yeah, that'd be great. And or the Clark Griswold LTD mm, Country Spy down the bottom. Cool. Yeah. I just picked on the other page for you, too. I picked that. Uh, the Blue Roadrunner tribute, just because that's also you. And that's the last one. See, in the middle of the bottom. Yep, that's tough. You can yeah, have that car. I could also see you you peddling the shit out of that. Where's the <laughs> – there's a black ute there somewhere. Oh, sorry, page eight. I missed it. There was just on page eight. I meant to tell you there's a black Malou under it, LSA, cams, everything. And I said that would be my drag challenge car if I need a drag challenge. I'd love to go to drag challenge just in like an LSA ute so I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, hey, that sounds like a good idea. Just enjoy it, can't you? Lots of good American cars in here uh, in this magazine. I'm going to ask you to choose your American pie. Okay, I actually chose two for this. Page eight, please. Yep, back to the right hand side, third from the top, the Chrysler Newport Town and Country Wagon. <laughs> I love this thing because it's a big V8 wagon, but the thing I love the most about station wagons of this year or this particular is two door. Oh, sorry, is this pillarless? Yeah, see right. how yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. pillarless wagons are awesome. Look, my ultimate wagon would be an actual American Chrysler two door pillarless wagon. But this thing, yeah, that would be me. No question. V8, power everything, super cruisy. You can just see yourself lazing back in that cruising round. Well, the other one I chose was actually, if you flick up to page 137, this was a very close second for my muscle car pick, this particular car. Uh, sorry, not 137. Keep going. One th- uh, 141. Yep. Left side. Third from the top, the Pontiac GTO. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a nice-looking car, man. Gulfstream yeah, I blue. Love, I, I love GTOs. Like, I'd, I'd happily have one of those. Four-speed, 389, tri-power carbs, her shifter. I'd leave it exactly as it is. The only difference I'd make would be smoke coming off the back tyres. <laughs> it's a really nice car. Holden have a Gulfstream blue. Or no, Slipstream blue. Sorry, not Gulfstream. Ah, you have a look at the have a look go up one car and into the center. I see that Ute's never been driven. The SPV Super Pursuit. See what it says in the ad. Oh yeah, fifty-seven k's yeah. only. Has never never been driven. I wouldn't buy, drive a Ford either if I had the guy. He's in the right. <laughs> the Bonneville underneath that too. The sixty-four. That's very cool as well. So it's a peach, yeah, I'd definitely it? go. The GTO is my my super choice of that. What about yourself, mate? Right uh, for myself. So just on the subject of American cars, I'm going to use a bit of vice versa here and go back in time. And right. One of my wishes, we're going to make globally cars all left-hand drive or all right-hand side drive. 
one or the other. Oh, yeah. Because how much does nice. this whole American thing suck for guys of our generation when there's just so much out there? Import laws are good at the moment. They're, even a while ago, the dollar was good. But all these left-hand drive American cars, they will be... If, if we had all left-hand drives, it would matter. If the whole planet had right or left, it would have been so much better for us car guys, damn it. <laughs> it's a lot easier, yeah. definitely. Uh, page eight. Oh, we get a lot of this. Jeez, page eight's yeah. doing all right. Up okay, there, mate, yeah, hit me with it. My thumb was still in there from before. And the page. <laughs> there you go. Back at you yeah. got me. You got me in my own game. I love <laughs> took, it. Took a while. Um, second from the bottom on the right-hand side. See the uh, Chevy Silverado Avalanche? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yep. That's a decent year. That thing's got like 350 horsepower, V8, LS. That's a good year. That's not a little pissy Caro Vernon piece of shit. So that'll be one of them. Page 19. Bottom left-hand side, see that little set, uh, C10 Chevy pickup? How nice oh. a car is that with this cowl and the uh, muscle car stripes? How tough is that grill? It's got like the full grill that covers yeah. all the headlights. Yeah, that's cool. That's what I'm nice saying. choice. All these C10s and stuff that are around at the moment, Camaro's left-hand drive, man. I'm Glenn Tyron's story. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I enjoyed that no story. No oil in his gearbox. I knew a girl at that once. <laughs> Wish I still knew her. Page 121. Yep. Oh, see that Camaro down there, that red Camaro? I've got an Encyclopedia Disturbia question. Hang on. What page? 120. 121. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I've got, okay, so I've got, so I'm a, I've got a Encyclopedia Disturbia question for you. Can you go to page 121 and have a look at that red Camaro, please? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. The drop tank. Well, do drop yep. tanks popular in America or is that just an Australian thing? Oh, jeez. I would imagine with the whole Trans Am race series, it would have been huge. But it's funny you mention that. I can't think of a American muscle car that would have been released. Like, say we had an SLR 5000 or whatever, or A9X with a drop tank. I can't think of anything that would have been released over there that did. Probably everyone's screaming at their various apparatus for listening to podcasts at the moment, telling me something blindingly obvious like a like a Yenko Camaro or something. But, yeah, I don't really know, mate. I can't answer that. I can't ever remember seeing an American car, like a factory car with a drop tank. Yeah, and that might be uh, right-hand drive too, that Camaro, is it? Could be, yeah. I can't see the twirler. Yeah, it might yeah. be, yeah. So that yeah. might be a bit of an Aussie, an Aussie twist. I might email him, actually. I'll email um, Shane. He's in these mobiles. I might even ring him. Ask him about that question. <laughs> go on. Yeah, go on. Maybe yeah. <laughs> ask a question about Drad. Um <laughs> So page one twenty two for my last one. That's easy. Yes, front and center. Have a look at the CJ seven Jeep. That is cool, isn't it? Look, see what's got in it. Three hundred eight Holden engine. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting choice, isn't it? That's yeah. cool. That's I, I like soft tops. I like T tops. I like convertibles. I like sunroofs. I like anything with some some overhead bunk. Well, you have got the skin for it. I have. So I, you I, might as well enjoy it. <laughs> we I thought, thought actually, I'm surprised you didn't go for that HR Premier next to it, the silver one with the uh, the the silver 400 Chef. Yeah, it's a hot car, isn't it? It is a hot car. It looks like it's got a vinyl roof on it too, which is nice. Silver with black vinyl roof is pretty cool. I like the so, A9X SLR 5000 replica up the left too. Oh, look, let's be honest, we like so many fucking cars <laughs> in this magazine. I was just saying, like, I was really wanted to choose you the ZC Fairlane that's back on, I don't know, page eight or nine, really early down. I was I saw that and I thought of you and the whole Slim Dusty thing. I could have, I could have basically just given you this magazine and said, there you go, Redman, there's your freaking snot choices. <laughs> I picked the winners. 
Uh, with, yep. so, with so many cars in the magazine, the only thing I I question is where's the poster? I've got so many hot cars to choose from. If a magazine doesn't have a poster, it's a glossy newspaper, I reckon. So we could. That's maybe... why you used to have to make your own. So yeah, you cut, cut them out. The photos out and make your own. I think Guy Allen, the editor, mate. I think you can give us a poster and also your page numbering. What's the story of page numbering magazines? You have to ask somebody from the uh, what's it called from the style guide. Why don't they number all the pages? Is, oh, it con- is it content and ads? Is that the division or? I think it's probably got a lot to do with the fact of maybe that you notice that there's a lot of ads that don't have page numbers. Now, I have absolutely no confirmation that this is correct. I'm just assuming. But as you know, if you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. So my apologies, Redmond, if I'm going to draw you into this. I think, though, a lot of the num- a lot of the pages that aren't numbered a kind of standard pages that go together in the magazine before, like in the very early days of when the actual magazine's being produced, like say if you go, oh, we're going to start mapping out the April 2020 issue of Unique Cars. This is stuff that, these are ads that are going in that can kind of go anywhere in the magazine as far as numbering. You know, does that make any oh, sense? Like, I get it. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's content that goes early on in the piece and then at the end they add all the current ads and add all the current this and the current that. So that's the stuff that gets numbered. But the very generic stuff that can go, like, say, for example, well, I can't see the page numbers. It doesn't fucking have it. But there's a, an ad here for, like, win a trip to the Maldives for which car. So that's going to be a pretty standard thing that they can just pretty much put anywhere in the magazine. Yeah, I get it, yeah. If that makes sense. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm probably completely wrong, but so be it. It doesn't really matter. Sounds yeah. about right. I mean, books have every – they can go, you know, 5,000-page epic and they send a number every page. <laughs> what do you think about a love muscle car? So now you got to say it correctly. Love muscle car, not love muscle Lo- car. Yeah, love muscle car. Yeah, <laughs> I could say that. Now, my love muscle car choice was... Now, this is going to be a little bit potentially... Controversial. How am I going to say this nicely? Yeah, it may be controversial, all right? I need you to go to page 74, please. Now, when you say love muscle like muscle car, you're probably thinking traditional thing like that GDO I chose, which I actually put under the um, heading of the like the US style that I want, American Pie. Page 74, to be honest, I can't tell if this is a real car or a really close-up photo of a model, so just forgive me, okay? <laughs> that black, the black skyline, like 240K, or what we would call a 240K coupe. Yeah, that's excellent. I just I, think I, that I totally thing is it, tough man. as, yeah. So basically, as you all remember, we used to have a car here called the Datsun 240K, which came in a sedan and a coupe. Very rare. You hardly see them on the roads anymore, especially the coupes. And I remember a friend of my parents, he had a 240K coupe, which was metallic purple, right, which you can probably understand, had a set of jelly beans on it. I always thought it was a cool car. But the version like the Skyline, the proper full race spec version that you see people build nowadays with the flares and all that stuff, I just think they look super tough. And I'd love that as a muscle car, I think, because these days a lot of muscle car shows, it's rows and rows of HGTK Monaros with hubcaps and red walls, which are cool. Yeah. I but I just it, yeah. think for this, it's something completely different. And I just think these things sound tough. I think they're a great sounding engine as well. So, yeah, that's what I'd choose for my muscle car, the 240K slash Skyline Coupe. How about yourself, Red? What would you choose for your love muscle car? I can't remember somewhere along the lines in, during Thong Slappers. I built one of these early Skylines as a dream build with a 
208 Holden Red Stroker and it were triple Webbers, didn't I? I can't remember what the mm. subject was then. You I'm, did. Just to piss off the Skyline guys in the XUR, XU1 guys. <laughs> what did I pick for my love muscle? Go to page 19, please, Skipper. I'm here, mate. Yep. Hands down, in my opinion, the best-looking car in the magazine on the right, the RTE 38. Oh, tough. Yeah, hands down. The bit. Now, why, why couldn't we do a poster for these guys? You know, just a, a generic advertiser. Go, look, we'd love to. That must have been close to being a cover car, too. It's a really great-looking car, and I love the twin fillers on the rear quarters on these. It's always been something that I enjoy. It's just, it's just tough. It's Aussie muscle right there, isn't it? I think it's got tinted windows and polished slots, but let me read the ad. Genuine and oh-so-rare 71 E38 Big Tank RT Charger, one of just 83 38s made with the Bathurst Big Tank Auction. Superb restoration, beautiful combo of hemi-orange hemi orange with light tan interior, mechanically perfect with the recent professional tune of the Triple Webbers located in Perth. Man, that's my one car of the magazine, to be honest, but... How cool would that be, driving from Perth to Townsville to pick that up? I'd need to tow a fuel trailer, but I could live with that. <laughs> I could live Thank with God that. the Webbers have been tuned. They're going to cop a workout at wide open throttle. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The, what what in this magazine's good value for you? Give me a bargain basement, Simon's bargain basement boogie pick. Choose your, choose yourself a car. There's that, And above that is the ZC you chose for me, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Main slim. That's pretty, pretty tidy, yeah. Uh, for that, for the budget, now, I kind of looked at this as being, say if you're like a young bloke who might be looking into getting into a car that's a bit older with a bit of style, or say if you're an older bloke who's done the whole family mortgages, divorce, new family, new mortgages, <laughs> all that stuff, and you're thinking about getting kind of back into the car scene or just having something to tinker on, again, probably a little controversial, but I think for bang for buck, you couldn't really go wrong, was page 140, thanks. I think you've chosen the same car, isn't it? Is this because it was probably the only car that we both saw under $10,000? Nah, it's not a different car then. Okay. <laughs> I chose left side, second from the top, the Ford Falcon XH Ute 1997. One owner, hard and soft tonneau covers, two spare tyres, tow bar, good condition, eight and a half grand. You yeah. see that? Yeah, and it's a Falcon Ute, so there's no surprises there, right? Eh? You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, you wouldn't really have to do much to that at all. I'd probably just lower it a bit. The thing we've got to realise, it's it's one of those things where as much as we might not agree with it, being the age we are and what we're into, that generation of cars like EF, EL Falcons and the Ute equivalents like XGXH, even into AUs, which is kind of scary, the XR6 and XR8 stuff is getting popular. Like you're seeing people doing these cars up. Imagine like if you look to see how much the twin headlight front is for say an EF or EL XR6, they aren't cheap anymore because people are doing these cars up. I just know, like, a guy I work with, he's into them. And, you know, that's kind of the thing. I think this sort of stuff will get worth more value for money as they get older. Being a one owner ute, hopefully the hand, door handle still works too. So <laughs> it definitely wouldn't. I, I'd like to see, <laughs> see when they're going to, if it's still a popular conversion, to put some late model front end on some earlier. Like, with the Commodores now, you could do it. You know, like, can we put a VE front end back on a VX? A club, sport mm. front, a club sport front end on an SS, not to make a club sport clone, but just because it's a good-looking front end. Yeah, something different. You know, yeah, like so you, a VK front end went on to a VB back in the day, and I can't believe I actually done that modification through the chrome bumper over the fence. <laughs> I always laugh. Okay, it wasn't the it wasn't the best scenario, but I remember years ago you telling me when your VH wagon got stolen, right? Yes. So it was obviously bad it got stolen, but you'd fitted a VK front to it. And it was a V8. 
And it worries me you're saying to me, I hope when those fucking thieving clap claps realise it was only a 253 and not a 308, that they was like sucked in. Yeah, the cocks are, because it was a V. H with the VK front end, and it was a 253 yeah. with five litre badges. So when they got it, oh, they would have yeah, got it back, they would have went, fuck, this thing wasn't even worth stealing. <laughs> Cocksuckers, I hope they'd burn. Yeah, love it. How about you, mate? What did you choose for your budget car? Same page, just go up to the centre, the, the blue XT wagon. Oh, geez, that's a minter, isn't it? Yeah, so same owner for 50 years. So the same thing, we're going to have to divide it by the 33 grand. So this is for somebody who's like you say, now in a position, you could do anything with that car. It'd be a good surfing car, a tow bar, roof racks, a cruiser, a club car. You could put a, a big single turbo LS1 in it and go drag challenge. Because it's such a mint, nice car, you could. It's the options are kind of pretty endless. So I, I reckon that's good. Yeah. For 33 grand, you know, it's not for somebody who we say, like, it's going to flip it. It's for somebody who's, well, you know, maybe 30 grand is what, what they get it for. It's a good buy for 30 grand. Shannon's only short for that. You know, not that I have any yeah. relations with Shannon's, but. So I reckon it's a, it's a good going concern. Um, flick to page 142. Yep. Top left. Oh, speak of yeah. the devil. Yeah, how good's that thing? So it's an SLX. It's 83, fully reconditioned original V8. So that's probably a 253. Original motor yeah. with, with, with sports back, with factory taco dash. If that thing's not something that's just been flogged together and, and dodgy for 15.5, that's an awesome car. It's a good car for anything. Yeah. And V8 wagons are a good-looking car, and especially in the gold, it really suits it too. And if it's a 253, well, you've got the, the power of a 6 and the fuel economy of a V8, as we've mentioned before. <laughs> exactly. I dig that Model T as well on that same page to the right. <laughs> Man, I, oh, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. I reckon yeah. I'd break it just getting in it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking buckle the wheel or something, fucking trying to <laughs> oh, snap a spoke, trying to do a burnout, oh, doing a rollback. Absolutely. Yeah. Have a look at page and one. Anything else in the drive line? Yeah. Page one forty-four. Yep. The red Sandman Ute clone. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah good. That looks pretty cool. Good eh? wheels, three hundred eight. It's got the turbo four hundred for twenty-seven grand. Again, it's not a heap of money to pay for something, and if it if, if the body's in good nick and it is a good car, well, then it's it's a good car. Look, to be honest, when you compare it to the Escort Mark II gear that's next with 28 and a half grand, I know what I'd be choosing. <laughs> the Escort. And it wouldn't be the vinyl roof option, that's for sure. It'd be the Sandman Ute all day, every day. I've been ripped off by many Escorts. <laughs> <laughs> page, same page, top right. Oh, yes, this is my last one. Same page, top right. See the VC? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's six, pretty tidy, yeah, isn't six it? Six sedan. Yeah, chin spoiler, 14 grand. Not much money to get into an old chrome bumper street car. Not still, still bumping. Not much at all. No, no, it's good. Yeah, it's very tidy. That's the last of my love muscle, which might mean it's the last of our... Okay, for a, a love trust, you have to pick the one car out of here that you truly love. And I know there's 2,000 cars, but you have to pick one. Mate, it was easy. Page 18, the Batmobile. <laughs> Chose that for you as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. 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 Look, oh, the the shovel nose Corona panel van was a very close second. I like that thing as well, but the um, yeah, I'd have to have the Batmobile. Mine's either the four door on the front, the three fifty four door Kiwi, or the e yep. the E thirty eight. I chose before. Yeah. Very this cool. uh, I just think this is a, a fun little podcast. Like, I think next time we'll do a giveaway and quiz or, you know, guess that sound. Or we might just actually do some decent fucking podcasts, some decent content. <laughs> Fuck the quiz. <laughs> the last thing we should ever do is guess that sound. Oh, well, it's, it's about online with having a quiz or a fucking giveaway. <laughs> I'm just thinking the first sound I would think to do 
would be something along the lines of, you know, so, yeah, so it's that, probably so, not, so not that like, appropriate. We were just, just thinking like fart in a pool, fart in a shower, fart in denim <laughs> pants, fart in, you know. Fart in one of those hard chairs you sat on in primary school so you could really get the amperage up, oh, you know, the reverberation. Yeah. They were good. Pull your chair. They were awesome, those things. The old plastic chair fart. You can't go wrong. Well, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast, Simon. What do you, what do you reckon? Mate, that was definitely something different and something good to do. Look, I'll be brutally honest. I haven't read this magazine for a really fucking long time, like many years. But I enjoyed going through and just sort of seeing how out of touch I am with the market, what things are worth. Maybe I need to ask some more money for stuff I sell. But, no, I enjoyed it. And it's good to see such a variety of cars still around for sale. And, you know, there's nothing to say you've got to keep the same car forever. And it makes me think, geez, I'd love to buy the LGD Country Squire. So I look like Clark Griswold wagon or a Batmobile, even Volkswagen Golf. Lots of stuff, mate. Oh, I like so, golf. yeah, I like having a flick through it. Speaking of Volkswagens, I actually enjoyed Glenn Torrance's story as well about his feeding the gearbox and beginning to put oil in it. So, GT's a great rider. So, I enjoyed that as well in here. So, yeah. Super that good was it, mate, Yeah, I just, I just thought we'd do something different before, you know, we get down to the level of doing giveaways and quizzes or maybe guess that sound. I just thought, let's let's actually do some content, not just some... No too, worries. Is that too and heavy? Guess that sound, like I say, that's way too dangerous for us. Hey, quickly, Red, before we go, and just to wrap up episode 46, I wanted to ask you if you had any domestic bliss on the go, mate. Yeah, domestic bliss, I'm still finishing off. I've finished off the yard now, and I've, I've done all, all the house. I've done this whole Renault without, mm. without a ute or a tow bar. Man, trying to do it in an SS, it's all. Yeah, you just had to get stuff delivered. You can normally tee it up with them, and it's not stuff delivered, but we're, the nephew's here helping me, so we're going to drag the Hilux up onto the back balcony out of its car park. And want to get the front diff out and yeah. get it cut down for an I-beam conversion, and then maybe do something with something with a, a 350 Chevron. But the only progress with the highlights this week was my nephew Callum smashed the headlight with a cricket ball when we're playing cricket. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, dead. I could just imagine you guys playing cricket in the backyard with a real cricket ball. Firstly, it's probably about as safe as a 1980s air show, and secondly. Just the fucking carnage, like living next door to you guys, it would just scare me. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd be too worried about you smashing the fuck out of all my windows or, you know, having the the cricket ball land on my roof, go through the windscreen of my car. What about tennis balls? Is that an option or just not really? (laughs) It's like, well, do you like shandies? Have you ever drank a shandy? (laughs) The... The, okay, fair call. the thing with it is what happened like yesterday, we start playing cricket and then we have a few drinks and then it turns into hit and run. Then it turns into hit and tackle. So if they've got to hit it, you've got to try and tackle them. And then it just turns, we just throw the, it just turns into a wrestle. We just throw the ball and bat away and it just ends up in a wrestle. Now, oh. never fucking changes. And to, we've got it today. As soon as I finish this podcast, we're going to play cricket in the backyard. We're going to put some lamb shanks on, get some beers, load up the esky and just have a Tuesday cricket in the backyard. But another wow. tiny bit of domestic bliss I'll just squeeze in. I bought the HDT VE scoop for my TDS 253 this week, so I'm just waiting Ooh, on it to rock up. Yeah. Nice. Because yeah, then cool. I've got the HDT headlight surrounds on. I've got the HDT decals on it. So I'm actually mm. going to have two fake HDTs. Well, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Fakes in pairs are always a good thing. <laughs> Multiple fakes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you for domestic bliss? I was, actually so talking about, I was talking about fake boobs. Oh, of course you were. 
I love him. I love See, him. who wants one fake boob? I love, I, love, I love titties. The thing about titties is we're not allowed to have titty magazines in the crib huts anymore. What's the first thing a newborn baby sees after a vagina? They see a titty. I mean, mm. you, they've always been there. What is the thing? And you, uh, girls love titties as well. Everybody loves the, the titties are not to blame. We should be celebrating them. And they should be everywhere. Yeah. Sorry, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I know personally I like celebrating them, so it's a great thing. Well, they should have a, yes. a day at work to raise money. I've always said we should have a blue balls day at work to raise money for men that are having a sexual drought. And all, all the women can just wear their bra. That's like, are you okay day? But it fucking is actually enjoyable for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not going to get over the line. I'm sorry. I don't think. Would in yeah. 1970. No, it would have. Yeah, it just would have been normal in 1970, I think. <laughs> That's the difference. Well, what about your yeah. domestic bliss, Simon? You've been quite busy, I see. Yeah, look, old days is sold and gone, so I've got space back. I've actually even moved Lucy's EH, Honey, the EH. I actually moved it the other day. Not under its own steam, sadly, but I'm going to get stuck back into that. However, I have actually put all the V8 front cross member and everything back into my Burt, formerly six-cylinder hardtop. So I'm readying that. Well, of course, me being me, engine bay, I need to paint the engine bay. Like, it's just looking a bit shit here and there. So I'm going to rub that back and give that another spray. And then what I'll do is, and the engine bay as well. um, And then what I'm going to do is get the V8 ready to drop in. But because of this whole thing of selling old days and loving that whole street gas thing, I did mention in a previous podcast about coming up with a name for the hardtop. You know, there were a few things being bandied around. I really loved, um, like, uh, straight jacket being the whole drag racing thing. And uh, I just couldn't find something that really triggered my memory as, as being something I really wanted to have on the car. Like some, you know, we were talking about the clap clap and the clap and the fat clap. And then there was things like the Saint sort of after St. Lucy. But then every Volvo P1800 drag car that's ever been built has been called that. So... You know what I mean? It's a really tough choice, mate. It's a tough choice of what to go with. It just didn't happen naturally. Like old days, the name old days happened naturally. And that's kind of what I wanted to have happen with this car too. So do you want to hear the weird story about how it all ended up working out? Yes, absolutely. Right. I was having a dream that St. Lucy drove past me in that car and it sounded like old days. It had all the noise. And in the background, that awesome Beach Boys song, Wild Honey, was playing. And, of course, Lucy with a honey blonde hair, she's driven past me. I looked at her and I looked at the car and it had wild honey up the doors. So that is the new name for Bert the Fiji hardtop. It's street gasser, guys, will be wild honey. It kind of is appropriate because Lucy's got honey, her normally eight. Wild honey is like the tougher version of that. So there you go. What wild honey? You know, did you say Beach Boy song? Yes. It's not, wild. you know... Hold on, it's a fucking Beast Boys song. Here, let me play a bit of it. Yes, but you also know the other Wild Honey? Oh, is this something to do with, like, it's some gay reference or something? No, Bono wrote Wild Honey in a U2 song. So I think you've just named your car. Hang on. Yes. Are you saying he used the words in a song or it's actually a U2 song? Both. He's used it. It is, I swear. No, no, it can't be. 
I told, I thought this was going to be a gay reference, but I didn't realize like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. Uh, yeah. Are you fucking serious? I think you were dreaming of Bono, actually, and you've just no, said that, yes. No. Yes. No. I was, I was dreaming of a song by a real fucking songwriter, Brian Wilson. Oh, Brian. It is Wild Honey. It is Wild Honey because of the Beast Boys song. I don't want to hear any more about it. This is like when I named my red van Disturbia from the movie, <laughs> like Disturbance in Suburbia, that everyone goes, oh, did you name it after that Rihanna song? I'm like, no, I fucking did not. So I'm going to make it officially clear right now. This car, Wild Honey, is named after the Beach Boy song, Wild Honey, not oh, the U2 song, Red I Man. would like everybody here. You know what we're going to do? We're going to get all the mutts to stand in one side of the football. Yes, one side of the football field, and I'm going to call him, and you're going to call him. And whoever. La, 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 la. <laughs> uh, but, you know, with or without you, Simon, this is still a good podcast. Oh! <laughs> but oh, you, you, you'll get the name, mate. You still haven't found what you're looking for. You'll get the name. Oh. You'll get there. Fuck you, I'm standing up screaming at the computer. I'm fucking loving this. Hey, talking about computers, <sighs> we're still doing domestic bliss. What is the fucking go with podcasts? I see people that are recording podcasts and they've got more yeah audio gear than fucking, I don't know, Wembley Stadium. Honestly, I lost my microphone about two podcasts and I haven't seen it since. I, all I've got is a little pair of headphones that I bought for 19 bucks from the uh, airport, so which is you know about four bucks normally. Yeah, yeah. But what does it go? Right. You see some of these mic stands and all this gear and all this stuff. Uh, and like Production, production, production. Well, I was going to say, they probably sound heaps better than ours, but some of them don't. I've literally just got my iPhone, and because you're doing the recording at your end these days, I've just got an iPhone with my headphones plugged into it. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we have the cheapest ass. And what, what do we say? Our podcast costs less than a pizza to produce. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes just as good, too. <laughs> <laughs> what other domestic bliss, man? What else you got going on? Man, that's actually been it. It's just been starting to get into, um, well, you know, I've really got to get the hard top back on the road ASAP because Lucy's like, hang on, aren't you supposed to be building my car? <laughs> so I'm trying to do a bit on both, mainly with the E8. It's a little bit of metal fab here and there, but with uh, it's pretty much full noise trying to get my other hard top back on the road with the V8 power and um, then get all the wild honey named after the Beach Boys song. And because Lucy's got blonde hair and drives it a lot, just to clarify that with you, Adam, <laughs> I'm trying to get that back on the road ASAP. It's got nothing to do with you too. Nothing Fun to do fun. with me as well. <laughs> yeah. I've just, you should see my balcony, man, just because I've, um, when I've done the whole renos from, from, from start to finish, I don't have a shed. This ain't, like I said before, it's a little cottage and I don't really have a mm. shed and I don't have a ute. So I've used the balcony as the, as the shed, as the staging point, but it's also the party area and it's also the cricket yeah. pitch. So at the moment, all the yards are immaculate and all the houses Mickey Mouse. So what we've got to do is the balcony and it just looks like fucking Sarajevo. Seriously, it's... Just park cars in it. That hides everything. That <laughs> hides all the mess. Just park a car over it. Job done. Have a listen to this. Let it play through to the chorus. I'm a swarm of bees. I'm going to make it. Oh, God, how lame is that? Those lyrics are terrible. It's straight from the Beatles, straight from the lap of the Beatles. Yeah, the Beatles are good, but... Look, you know what? You know how you can compartmentalise and just put stuff out of your mind (laughs) as if it never happened? Yes. I never, ever 
am ever going to acknowledge the fact that you two, one of the bands I just don't get into the most at all ever, did a song called Wild Honey. And you, Beach Boys. and you named your car mm-hmm. after it. I can't wait. I can't oh, wait to. I can't wait to. Oh, all... Why do you dig the knife and, and turn it? Oh. I, I'm, I think I might try and buy ten cheap U2 t-shirts when the car show again. You know, any mutts going to a car show with Simon's, I'll give you a U2 t-shirt to get signed by him. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got him to splinter. <laughs> we, we, we finally oh. we finally broke a guy at work the other day that we've been trying on for about a month. We finally got him to snap, and it was on the bus in front of everyone when we fucking broke him. <laughs> oh, look, you know that you two is my kryptonite, and that's yes. just I'm I'm kind of gutted, but I'm just gonna denial. That was actually another name choice was denial. I used to have a uh, a yard ornament hard top many years ago called denial. I was gonna like resurface that, but. Make it denial, D-N-I-L-E, and put Cleopatra on there, denial. Oh, there you go. The, yeah. um, one thing about Bono is when he's not singing, I can't fucking stand him. It's like Chad Reed. When Chad Reed's not racing, he fucking bangs on. James Hetfield fucking bangs on. You can't take an artist or an athlete or someone when they're not doing their trick. Bruce Springsteen writes in his book about how doing his trick is his thing. He can get up of a night, he can get up, play to 100,000 people from that, he can do quite well in his bank account. But when he's not doing that, when he's not playing in, in front of the 100,000 people or when he's not out on tour, he doesn't feel like Bruce Springsteen. Really interesting the way Bruce writes your perception compared to how you behave. It's hard yeah. for an artist or a celebrity to get that right. Yeah, and that's probably from his, you know, traces back to his upbringing, I'd say, a lot as well. So It's a really cool thing he writes in there is mm. his guitar maker's been in the same workshop, I think, in California for years or whatever. And when Springsteen goes in there... He always mm. says, get on that fucking broom. If you're going to be here and I'm working, say, hey, Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> you know, broom in the floor. Nice work. Yep. Money, That's yeah. a massive difference right there. I wouldn't, I'd say I've got enough money to have you killed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on that note, that wraps us up for episode 46 of the Thong Slippers podcast. So we'll be back for episode 47. And uh, listen, we have some 1987 cars that we need to wrap up. But do you want to just leave that guy a little bit longer and maybe delve into 1979? Yes, of course I do. Okay. Well, look, this is a little bit of a quick forerunner for 1979. The best way to kind of describe it and get you lubed up for that is <laughs> life was simple. Roger worked around the clock to make a living. No computers, none of that. Fuck, can't wait, mate. I cannot wait. So thanks to everyone for joining us. You'll hear all about 1979, episode 47. We'll chat to you then. Right, so I'm at, I'll see you in 1979. Give it love to your family, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Have a good half. See ya. See ya. Bye. Ford Motor Company of Australia would like to thank Mercedes-Benz. and Porsche. These great motor cars of the world have provided inspiration for our designers and engineers in developing our new family car for Australia. Introducing new Ford Falcon GL, a world-class family car without a world-class price from just $6,600.